0: And good Wednesday to you. I'm James Brierton. It is Wednesday, March the 1st, 2023. We have a jam-packed evening for you. You're taking a live look right now at SpaceX Dragon called Endeavor in just a little while. Four men are going to make another attempt at lifting off tonight from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida as they are set to begin a six-month stay at the International Space Station. We'll take you down to Kennedy, get live reports, and a look behind the scenes at how a launch like this happens coming up in just a few minutes. We will keep an eye on what's happening at Kennedy as we welcome in the rest of our Carolina Weather Group panel on this live show on this Wednesday night. I got Frank Strait in Columbia, South Carolina, Scotty Powell in Myrtle Beach, And Jared Smith in Charleston, South Carolina. Jared's very familiar with that rocket. Uh, We were keeping a close eye on it the other night. Uh, The man who was pushing all the buttons and did a fabulous job. My continued appreciation to Jared. Uh, I'll see you guys back here in a few minutes when we have the Crew-6 astronauts come on out uh, and wave goodbye once again to their friends and family. But until then, we'll let you guys talk about a potential severe weather threat coming up this week in the Carolinas. Uh, Jared, why don't you take it from here? You know, it's going to be interesting to
1: see if anything can happen. There's a lot of wind. There's a lot of shear. But that ridge is, uh, Frank. I don't know about you, but I, I've been looking. I've been looking at this for the past couple of days. And uh, look, when the Nam is not going apocalyptic. Right.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. When the cams
1: are saying, "Eh, whatever." <laughs> It, it's um, you know that that that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is yeah. is you know when I'm looking at this, you know, I mean it's going to be windy on Friday. I think that's yeah. you know gonna that's a, a, certain day takeaway. For sure. a, a, a certain take uh, A certain a da- certain a certain takeaway for that. And you no, know, I've you know in in looking at the data and looking at everything there. Um, are those astronauts walking out now?
0: It does seem like they're getting a head start here. Uh, they're going to go to the oh, elevator, yeah. and if you were with us uh, on uh, late Sunday night, they couldn't get the elevator door to close initially. Uh, so uh, we'll see here. <laughs> Always a bad sign when the the door <laughs> Right? Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah, like and, then, and,
1: much and then when they got tonight. to the launch pad, nope, they nope. This, Is this a replay?
0: Like, I know <laughs> it's deja vu all over again
1: um <laughs> last so when we were when we were here monday or saturday sunday whatever day that was it's all a blur when we were here for that we saw the um we this saw this does the, uh,
0: very much feel like a replay but i it, mean that it, i think is just the i think that's how space flight works right all of this it, is quite I mean, it's all routine I, is that the same angle the camera took on I don't know. I don't know yeah, about looks that. Like they actually, they just dropped the camera on the on the floor.
1: They did that last time swall. too. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they, they did that. They did that last time too. But um, you know, so so when they got out to the launch pad, all the astronauts kept walking up to the elevator that was out of order. They had to move over to the other elevator, load them two at a
2: time. It's pretty funny. Um, it have been like, no, I'm taking the stairs. Sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. Need to stretch
2: my legs anyway. I'm about to be sitting down for like eight straight yeah. hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, going back to you know going back to the uh, risk for severe storms. I'm going to switch over to my. Um, I'm going to. I'm just going to switch over to my uh, other camera here. We're going to go kind of go up to uh, the uh, the the full Monty here. The full uh, full radar here and. Uh, Pretty busy night, actually, in the mid South. You see the uh, you see some uh, showers and thunderstorms. Numerous tornado warnings now uh, in northern Alabama, uh, with some uh, uh, pretty good looking severe thunderstorms. Actually, some decent uh, damaging wind gusts there uh, possible with those. So uh, certainly something that you know that we'll want to you know be that'll be you know that's going to weaken before it gets here into the Carolinas on Thursday again. Thursday, you know, tomorrow tomorrow being Thursday looks okay. Um, Friday, there's a pretty strong trough that's going to eject out. Uh, it's going to take on a bit of that negative tilt, but it's going to go into the Ohio Valley and kind of glance us. Because, again, that ridge to the south, I mean,
2: this guy is still, you know, he's still pretty strong. Oh, yes, it is. And it looks like it's going to, to stay strong. I mean, having this little system go by to the north will will knock it back a bit, but only uh, kind of temporarily. And uh, it's, it's because of that, it's because of that track is the reason why I've been saying in the weather alerts I write for, for South Carolina DNR that uh, I, I think that the upstate has the, the greatest chance for seeing severe weather because it looks like that's where the best parameters are going to be uh, in, in addition to the fact there's, that's where the shear looks best. Uh, but also that's where the timing looks best because it looks as though this uh, severe weather outbreak uh, reaches uh, the, the Western Carolinas late in the day or, or early in the evening. So uh, the atmosphere will be cooling uh, during the evening, and and so becoming uh, less unstable. Uh, so I, th- I think the best combination of, of instability and, and shear is going to be in the in the uh, western Carolinas and upstate South Carolina. But uh, there, there's not a zero potential elsewhere. If nothing else, and uh, like you mentioned, there's a lot of wind. The winds are very strong aloft, and you only have to go up a couple thousand feet to get to those strong winds. Uh, any thunderstorm even a weaker or when could could pull those winds down to the surface
1: yeah the mixing height is not too big is not too high uh on friday but but that but like you said i mean we're going to have 925 millibars it's you know roughly you know a, a thousand foot or so off the deck like that's still going to be going about 50 60 knots right um in the afternoon so that's again it's not going to take much i expect that wind advisories are going to go up across you know much of the area um as we see the astronauts walking out
0: um And, uh... To walk you through this a little bit, I had the opportunity to be there on Sunday night. For those of you who watched our live stream from uh, Kennedy Space Center, so these four astronauts, two American, one from the United Arab Emirates, and one from Russia, are waving goodbye to friends and family after being in quarantine for about two weeks now. Uh, They did have the opportunity to have some of their very close uh, family members quarantine with them. Uh, Some of them may have taken NASA up on those opportunities, but again, some of their uh, extended family and friends now out here near the uh, NASA operations building. They're going to go ahead and get into Tesla Model X vehicles in just a few minutes and then they're going to take a ride. Over to Launch Complex 39A, they did this exact routine to a T on Sunday night for what was the first attempted launch of this six-month stay to the International Space Station. Uh, these four men are what known as Crew Six. Uh, they are actually though the seventh SpaceX flown crew to the International Space Station from U.S. soil. If you include the Demo Two flight that carried two astronauts with it, uh, this is going to take a few minutes here. Uh, they're going to wave. Uh, goodbye to their friends and family. Don't expect, as I said the other night, to see any hugs or kisses or anything like that. They don't want to bring any sort of germs, any sort of contact with them up to the International Space Station. There is no doctor's office there. Uh, And that is why they do this quarantine. The quarantine does predate the pandemic. It has nothing to do with COVID. It is uh, just a a cautionary uh, piece that they've done all the way going back to the Apollo program. Uh, You probably remember actually in the Apollo program when they'd come back down and be in the retro van uh, talking to... CBS or the president or whoever it may be. So uh, I was invited down as a part of the uh, NASA social event and if uh, my friends are where they were last time, they'd be off to the screen right if they got an opportunity to head back out here to watch uh, the astronauts wave goodbye. I'm We'll we'll check in with him coming up probably later on in the evening hours, find out if they were able to accommodate that uh, difficult logistic again. Uh, Jared, we know from all of our conversations that you had an opportunity to see the last shuttle go up, but let me Mm -hmm. ask Frank, because I don't think I've ever
2: asked Frank this. Frank, have you ever witnessed a a rocket launch in person? No, I I just missed it though uh, once when I was a kid. uh, When I was, I guess, uh, 11 or 12, uh, our family went down to Orlando uh, we we d- visited Disney World while we were down there, and then uh, on, on our way sort of on our way out we we went, stopped at the Kennedy Space Center and, and toured that one day and uh, it, it was it was interesting uh, one of the space shuttles I don't remember which one, but one of the space shuttles was out on the launch pad uh, and it was being launched uh, a few days later so uh, I, I did get to see that I got to, to tour the uh, the assembly building and I saw the the creeper that uh, that carried the space shuttle. Uh, Out to the launch pad, I think they're still using that uh, the same machine are. now. They have
0: two crawlers, uh, and I learned this past weekend that only one of them has been retrofitted to carry the Artemis uh, and the SLS tower. So they have two, but only one of them is really operational at the moment.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I was kind of mad. I was trying to talk my dad into, into sticking around an extra day or two so that we could watch the launch, but he wouldn't do it. So kind of mad at him.
0: <laughs> you can see on the uh, top part of your screen, two other folks, uh, maybe three other folks, dressed in the blue outfit of astronauts. So they have some fellow astronauts out here. Now, this gentleman, I believe, uh, maybe, and also, and that may have been a, a woman who just walked past the screen here, looked to have the United Arab Emirates flag on their... Uh, on their patch, on their shoulders. So I don't know if they were alternates or backups or if they were just companions along with the one UAE astronaut that's going up, but certainly you can see there are other astronauts out here uh, cheering on. And now we can actually see the friends and family are coming up to the Tesla vehicles. Now that the astronauts have been um, put inside or put the place themselves inside the back of these Tesla vehicles, uh, the friends and family can kind of come past the rope line and get a little bit closer. Some of them wearing masks, some of them might still have their windows up. Uh, I'm certainly trying to paint a picture for anyone who might be listening to the audio uh, version of this week's Carolina Weather Group episode, because this is certainly a very interesting um, uh, Venn diagram here. We're talking the severe weather potential in the Carolinas on Friday, and we'll get back to that conversation in a minute, as we're also continuing to track this uh, special coverage of NASA SpaceX Crew-6 here on the Carolina Weather Group.
1: Yeah, and James, you know to to kind of keep it on the space topic there for a second, um, this is probably the best night they're going to have to launch weather-wise. Looking at the uh, forecast over the next couple days from the uh, 45th uh, uh, Weather Squadron uh, from the US Space Force, um, they go to a 20% chance of a weather-related scrub, uh, and then a 40% chance
0: of a (laughs) weather-related scrub uh, the day after. You know, the weather's looking pretty good tonight. It's not as good as it was on Sunday night. That was extremely favorable. Uh, They Mm -hmm. got a 95% chance of good weather, like you said, at the launch site tonight. And they're hoping that the weather through the ascent corridor is still good. They're monitoring it. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's not bad. But uh, I think Frank's got a a look here for us uh, as you can kind of see what is to come across the United States over the course of the next 48 hours or so. Okay, the astronauts are now making their move away here from the NASA operations building, Uh, that license plate on that. particular test of vehicle saying Crew Dragon, which is the name of the, uh, the spaceship that they will be riding. Uh, here through the darkness now, they will take uh, a very quick trot over to launch complex 39A and will continue to monitor these shots, including the dash cam that was added during Crew 5 as they make their police and military escort uh, over to that launch complex. It'll take them past the iconic vehicle assembly building and the press site uh, before they uh, look up ceremoniously at their new home for the next 24 hours and they get to that rocket we will show it to you they do the very classic lean back as uh, we talked on sunday night we'll see it again in a few minutes but i'm going to go ahead and slide this back over to a corner guys because i know we have a few minutes uh, and you guys can continue to talk about the severe weather potential uh, with folks watching here in the carolinas as we keep a close eye on the forecast for friday jared yeah
1: and, and you know i really think that you know, when we're talking severe weather potential, I I think that the wind fields are such that I think we have to respect the possibility of that. Um, but I think at the same time, the thermodynamics are going to be eh,
2: questionable. Yeah. It it does not look like the the greatest setup with the best instability for widespread thunderstorms, but on the other hand, uh, the dynamics are, are great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, you've got, uh, Uh, You have so much wind aloft and and the shears there for sure, especially in the upstate. So, um, yeah, potentials there. It's it's just we'll just have to see how it shakes out. And hopefully it's a little more clear tomorrow. Um, While we're talking about severe weather, let's uh, back up to this evening. We kind of have some breaking news here. Uh, Go back to that satellite image. uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. Let
1: me let me just do my radar only here and let me get back to that real quick and I will transition. There we go.
2: Yeah, there we are. Uh, the radar satellite composite. You can see those thunderstorms that are in uh, Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee heading this way, and uh, the Storm Prediction Center has extended the uh, slight, or well, rather marginal risk area that they have for uh, for this event uh, to the east, and it includes uh, western and central North Carolina now, and uh, the I eighty five corridor and North and South Carolina. So uh, we are going to have to be on the lookout for some isolated, severe storms. Uh, it looks like uh, isolated damaging winds is going to be the uh, primary concern here. But uh, so we will have to keep an eye out for that through the overnight hours and uh, uh, potentially seeing uh, a severe storm here and there yeah. uh, during the late night hours. Interesting. It's a bit of a hail driven risk, too. Oh.
1: Um, so this is yeah. So this is the this is the hail potential. It's a five percent hail potential. Uh Uh, across here and then the wind potential is actually more towards the western carolinas but yeah they're 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 highlighting this for the potential for severe hail
0: Hmm, so there
1: you go that's a it's it's been a minute (laughs) i feel like it's been a minute since we had a hail driven marginal around here and uh and sure enough that's what it looks like uh that's what it looks like we've got going for us so be interesting uh when we get into uh, later, you know, later this evening, overnight, you know, we may have some hailers go into Charlotte and Greensboro here, uh, depending on how well because I because I suspect those are going to go more elevated, but there's still plenty Probably of instability a so. lot,
2: right? Uh, especially yeah. east of the mountains, we have a kind of a, a bit of a wedge set up, yeah, east of the yeah. mountains right now. So yep, got that yeah, wedge make, there. Makes and sense then. that there would uh, there would only be a hail threat in that area. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, Frank. Speaking of things that are cold. um, We'll get back to cold. You know, well, first of all, winter meteorological winter is over, right. um, and that ended. Uh, that you know that that kind of went by the wayside. You know, uh, today, today's first day of meteorological spring. And I'll tell you what. I mean, it was. I put winter in square in, in scare quotes because I mean it really wasn't. Uh, aside from that that week and a half in December, right. Really, not much to speak of as the as, as the pollen indicates, so you have to grab that grab that tweet again if you don't mind
2: oh with, yeah, oh, yeah pollen. Let's, uh, let's bring that yeah. up the, the tweet from uh, Ed petrowski of uh, yeah. c fifteen and myrtle beach yeah, WPDE, is... showing uh, uh what it looks like at Myrtle Beach with all that pollen all right. in the Atlantic uh, it looks like there has been a hazardous material spill. <laughs> It's not. It's just pollen. But um, it looks gross. Oh yeah. And the water's I, off Myrtle Beach right now.
1: My my black SUV looks like a school bus at this point. I don't know whether to I don't know if I need to stop at Railroad Crossings now and open the door. I, I'm I'm just I'm just confused. I might get a stop sign on the side and see if anybody notices. Um it is uh it is gnarly, and that is, you know, because we just had in a lot of places the second warmest winter on record. Um right. uh in many spots including right here in charleston uh, second warmest winter on record at uh, charleston international airport well second warmest february on record at the charleston international airport um i want to say oh i actually i just wrote this i just i just wrote this post <laughs> i should remember this i'm getting all my records confused there's just so many records but i think it was a third warmest winter on record down here
2: um that, that, and that's that saying right. something yeah. Well, Melissa was uh, looking over that stuff today, and she'll have some kind of report out in the next day or so from us at the climate office. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a high-ranking uh, uh, February and uh, winter uh, for, for warmest winter for several stations in South Carolina. Uh, and we, we really only had one cold snap, and it was a doozy, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But uh, we actually had a below zero reading, and uh, even in South Carolina at Caesar's Head, uh, from that cold snap. Yep. But uh, that was it. That's really the only winter we've had, especially uh, across the coastal plain, particularly the low country, where you only had, what, like three days where it got down to freezing aside from that cold snap at the end yeah, of the Yeah, I mean,
1: we didn't have any days below freezing in fe- at, at or below freezing in February. The coldest we got here in Charleston at the North Charleston climate site, which is usually the pretty, pretty good representative of, you know, of the area, it only got down to 33 once. And that was early. That was, that was February 4th. So it was the only fifth time that we've ever had a February that did not have a sub-freezing temperature.
2: Yeah. but Something else else that's interesting, as best I can tell, there hasn't been a flake of snow anywhere in South Carolina this year, this winter, I should say. Um, There's been some sleet a couple times, and that goes into the climate record as as snow. Mm -hmm. So there's been a couple of times where there's been a trace of sleet but i went back and spot checked those observer forms and where there sleep where that trace of snowfall was reported in every case i checked it was sleet so uh that that <sighs> that is extremely rare for there to be no snow we're not known for snow in south carolina but only once has it happened in the past before this year did we go through an entire winter with no measurable snowfall that's impressive years ago
1: god that's impressive yeah wow <laughs> like i mean typically you hear something in the upstate right at this point right, of your, it's, I, and it's not that we didn't have good setups atmospherically except for the whole
2: temperature problem we had right that except rolling we ball of an upper
1: just didn't have the cold air
2: right yeah we only had the cold air for that roughly week around christmas mm-hmm. that's it <sighs>
1: yeah but that being said march can bring some surprises
2: Yes, and I've been concerned about a surprise like that. It may not be that much of a surprise. Uh, Some of the long-range models are showing a pretty decent cold snap uh, around the middle of March, uh, starting about 10 days from now. It's something we have to watch out. Peach farmers are not going to be happy if it shakes out the way certain models have been showing that with temperatures dropping into the 20s. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. but there'll be a lot of farmers, not just the peach farmers, that will be unhappy if it gets that far below freezing you know, around the fifteenth.
1: Yeah, and this is that time of year where we, you know, we have we kind of are watched. We could be potentially watching a billion dollar weather disaster in slow motion right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's not one of those things that you chase. You know, and, and it's it's not what you traditionally associate with a billion dollar weather disaster. But this is how you. This is how we usually get the first one. Um, yeah of the year is through crop loss due to significant
2: freezing temperatures.
1: So, right.
2: and, and we have to, we have to take this all with a grain of salt at this range. We're talking 10 days or yeah. so from now at this point. And so some of the models, the GFS, for example, isn't all that cold. It doesn't show any temperatures below freezing uh, in, at least in South Carolina, it doesn't North Carolina, but um, uh, the other models look different and colder, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> some of them a lot colder.
1: I think, the you know, I think the bottom line is it's just, you know, despite how warm it's been, it's still probably, you know, climatology tells us that it is still too early to plant. I mean, down here in the low country, you know, speaking for us, mid-March is, is a you know, the average last freeze. We've seen it go into April. Um, so, you know, if you got sensitive plants that you're looking at, if you're getting really excited to plant, maybe give it a couple more weeks at least. Right. That's probably, right.
2: it's, yeah. Yeah, for for us here, you, trying to plant stuff at the end of February or early March is just not a good move. And unless it's something you know you can protect, like if you're planting herbs in pots that you'll put out later, or you're starting tomatoes in, in pots and you're gonna put them out in the garden later on, you know, that's fine, you can bring those inside, but you don't want to put anything in the ground that you can't protect this early. Yeah, It's too dangerous. You'll you run too much of a risk of losing them.
1: Yeah, no doubt. But in the meantime, I think we're all just going to start wearing
0: these again because I've legitimately thought that. about doing that. And yeah. for the audio listeners, Jared's holding up a mask because twenty twenty, I had no allergies. Amazing!
1: Imagine that. KN 95s I mean, it's like you, they you, actually
0: you, filter stuff or something.
1: You, you might need you might need the big N ninety five though. You might need the you Oof. might need the, the, the tight seal. The, you know, um, with the, you know that that pollen is nuts.
0: I almost feel like my allergies were worse last year, and I don't know if it was shock of coming back to like exposure to it, or mm-hmm. if it was just a seasonal change. But I definitely yeah. the last year.
1: Yeah, we, we James, while you were gone, we showed a picture from Ed Petrowski. I saw it Ed earlier. Piotrowski. Yeah the um, the the hazmat situation, uh, aka all the pollen in the in the ocean there. Um, you know, it's like. Good thing they got it's a good thing they got the spy balloon before all the pollen, otherwise it'd have been coated in yellow. Um it would have made it easier to see. It would have, maybe, But yeah, I mean it's yeah. a, I mean there's been a there's been a haze. I you know, I know that we've seen a haze around here the last couple of days, and um there seemed to have been some smoke in the air today that was giving kind of a, a hue, a little bit of a tint. Uh, to the sunset. Here, yeah, there
2: are but, some prescribed burns going on around yeah. around South Carolina. So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about North Carolina, but I know there are a few happening in South Carolina. So you might be smelling some smoke here and there, but it's one of those things yeah. we've got under control. Don't have to worry about it getting out of control. It's been a good bit of rain lately. So, yeah. a phone call today at WCNC from somebody saying that there was a fire up in Watauga County. I don't know if it was intentional or not,
0: because um, we have had some prescribed burns, especially in mm-hmm. northern Mecklenburg County. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're they're definitely around, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think before we get too far, you know, before we get back into, uh, you know, what we have, we see, you know, in the the corner of the speed here, uh, corner of the screen here, Crew 6 is headed to the launch pad. They're arriving at the launch pad I I think they are arriving at the launch pad. Yeah, they are arriving right now. Because Um, what you see
0: on the left-hand side is the very end of what was once the crawler path, and they came past the SpaceX vehicle assembly building. Um, Later on in tonight's special broadcast, we'll take you inside NASA's vehicle assembly building but spacex actually plopped their vehicle assembly building right onto the very end of the crawler path and then it just kind of goes up this little hill here just like the teslas Mm -hmm. are doing right now yep so
1: teslas are going to get there here's what's going to happen we're very well versed in this at this point um teslas are going to get there the astronauts are going to get out they're going to size up the rocket they're going to bend back and take a look at it and um it's like you've
0: done this before.
1: <laughs> then they're going to go to the elevator that doesn't work and then realize that's not the right elevator. And then they're going to go to the elevator that oh, does work. Presuming, I'm hoping they've got that figured out tonight. I'm hoping they got that figured out, too, but we'll see. Um, and then from there, they, they, you know, they walk down that gantry there. And uh, uh, and then the SpaceX ninjas, the men in black, um, mm-hmm. uh, literally, they look like ninjas. They're masked. They're all we're in all black. They got numbers on the back to identify them. Uh, they're going to go in, and they're going to go. You know, they're going to strap them in. They're going to go through the pre-check procedure. They're going to,
2: they're,
1: they're going to, you know, yeah. Any, minute thing. Yeah, any yeah. minute thing. They're going to inspect the door with flashlights, um, make sure all that is good, and then when everybody's satisfied that the that the, the capsule is in good shape, uh, then they'll seal it off, and then and then all of the pre-flight checks will commence, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, the igniter fluid will work this time. The T Um, hopefully that'll work this time.
0: For anybody that's not picking up what we're laying down, this is the second launch attempt of the Crew-6 mission to the International Space Station. We got all the way down to T-minus two minutes on late Sunday night, early Monday morning uh, before they had to scrub. Uh, And now this is going to be their second launch attempt. They did have other windows that they skipped for a variety of reasons, uh, but this will be their second actual launch attempt attempt and uh, Jared, while I was looking over footage today, I found this picture of me from Kennedy. Um, here it is here. This is how I feel right now. Come on, cross those fingers. We can do this.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty standard NASA, NASA social
0: look if I ever saw it. Right. I believe the uh, comms just updated us that they have arrived on schedule. Cool. And again, they're good at
1: schedule. They're, they're great at schedule. It's just if the igniter fluid doesn't work, you can't get the thing off the ground um so there you go you know before we get too far you know before we get too far into the space side of things i know this you know th- there's going to be you know there's going to be you know um the astronauts will come out and take a look and everything like that but i did want to go back to some news that broke while we were here uh while we were talking a few minutes ago and that is the marginal risk uh for severe weather that was now extended uh into north carolina a hail driven threat and what for- day is this one this is today this is tonight this so- is tonight this tonight. So thunderstorms ongoing and we'll go back to the uh, the sat rad and all that stuff. This thunderstorm complex here that's ongoing is going to run into some more stable air um, as it gets into the Carolinas. But there's still looks like there's still going to be enough elevated instability to potentially allow for some hail uh, to develop there. I think Frank, I think Frank's taking a look at the mesoanalysis right now. If uh, um, you want to chime so in on yeah. that.
2: Uh, yes, there it is. And uh, you, you can see the wedge showing up pretty clearly here. These uh, The dew point temperatures are, are shaded. Uh, the uh, green shaded areas are 60 degrees plus dew point. Uh, 50, 56 to 60 is the light blue area, and then the white is the uh, areas less than, uh, less than 56. So uh, it's cool and thus uh, very stable near the surface across uh, the far northern part of South Carolina and uh, much of North Carolina right now. and uh, as a result, it, we're just not going to see anything other than a potential hail storm from, uh, from thunderstorms that ride up and over that uh, cool layer uh, near the surface that's that's uh, very stable. So uh, but this just goes to show that some pretty vigorous thunderstorms might be riding above that cooler layer near the surface and uh, as a result maybe uh, cause some, uh, some hail that uh, reaches severe limits. James, I
0: don't have audio. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, welcome back in, Scotty Powell, us from us Myrtle <laughs> Beach. Uh, as we uh, continue, I know our audio podcast listeners might be listening at this another date, really feel like we're, we're probably hopping around here a little bit on you, and I apologize. This is kind of a very special edition of uh, the Carolina Weather Group on this uh, Wednesday, March 1st, but we did want to make sure we, we put this audio out after broadcasting live to Facebook and YouTube and all the networks of the Carolina Weather Group so you weren't left out. But obviously, we have a lot of very timely space news, a lot of very timely... Uh, weather news so uh if you uh, haven't already found us on uh, on youtube that's where you can always join these live happenings love our audio podcast there's a lot of rich things you can do with that but sometimes sometimes it's just happening live
3: we'll do it live (laughs) i'm not sure if you guys sorry i was actually talking to the station because i was off today and uh, i'm working friday so we're kind of getting a plan there so i'm not sure if you touched a myrtle beach or not if you haven't i can kind of give a quick update
1: we just looked at pollen
3: Oh, okay. Well, Before
0: yeah. Scotty does that, I need him to fix his audio because you are ex- way too okay. overmodulated. Check, make sure we got the right audio device. I don't think we do because I can hear your ceiling fan.
3: Okay, hold on one second.
0: Okay, while we do that, I'll take another live look here at the aerials provided to us from NASA and their helicopter circling around Launch Complex 39A. There you can see the Falcon 9 from SpaceX with the capsule crew dragon capsule named Endeavor up top. Uh, our astronauts arrived a short time ago. We have not yet seen them come back out, but they're going to come out in pairs of two and do the iconic lean back. So, Scotty, uh, we'll give you another audio check here and then be prepared for me to uh, interrupt you for the iconic lean back.
3: Is this better? You guys that better?
0: is so much yes. better.
3: All right, good deal. Uh, so, yes, you saw the pollen. I- I'm mad at Ed because I actually posted the pollen picture first and then he blew up you know he got a better picture because he's head. that's right but uh i'm telling you that was the craziest thing i've ever seen today i was off work today took a walk out on the beach because it's so nice and it, you know like how you see oil slicks in the ocean well this was a pollen slick is what i call it it's just a big old line of pollen and occasionally the waves would get caught up in the pollen and it would be this greenish yellow thing and it's like oh, so nasty but uh anyways um severe weather wise, uh, I, I think our area, and you guys, please correct me if, if if I'm wrong here, because I'm not sure what you all covered there. But looks like as it gets to the coast, um, it's it's really lacking the moisture needed. Uh, for us to see widespread storms. It's definitely going to be some gusty winds out there. So even if we got some showers, that could transition some of those gustier winds to the surface. But as of severe weather, we may luck out here in the Grand Strand, um, southeastern North Carolina, as it looks like uh, a lot of the energy and moisture is more further to our north. But it's something we're watching. I think we're still under that slight risk of severe weather. But I think right now the, the main thing would be the gusty winds, maybe even outside of thunderstorms. We could see some wind gusts 35, 40 miles per hour so, and obviously that could bring down a tree or two and cause some power issues. But overall, severe weather-wise, I'm not totally sold on it here. I think uh, we're just kind of lacking that moisture that that's just not here.
0: It's so interesting because this showed up on like the day six or day seven outlook from the SPC as a 15% chance risk obviously a lot can change in six or seven days and i'm not trying to hold them to that but when i think what i'm trying to say is it's not often that you get that early of a heads up and i think that's why even though this seems to be fizzling it seems to be trending down for friday i think a lot of us are still sitting there going okay but i'm actually going to give it another beat to see if it bounces back because of how early we kind of saw it coming again that doesn't commit us to it but because that was such an unusual heads up, I'm mm. willing to almost wait it out more than I think had it not been that way.
1: You have to respect yeah. the
3: wind field. Yeah, I think, right? like you said, Jared, the wind field is amazing. I mean, we could see some gusty winds and it, it even a heavier shower brings down some of those wind gusts. So uh, the wind energy is definitely there. Um, I think it was Monday night. Jared, you, you may remember my days are running together, but we had that warm front move through and, and Monday night was extremely windy here mm-hmm. along the coast. I mean, you could hear you know, around 1030, 11 o'clock the winds, and it looks like we've got some action here, James. Yeah,
0: we'll take you back out to Launch Complex 39A at Kennedy Space Center. You can see the astronauts here. I can't tell from this distance which two astronauts this are, but you can see them leaning back. And this was something that really started with the SpaceX Demo 2 flight because of the way that the uh, futuristic and stylish-looking astronaut suits are built. They have to actually physically arch their backs backwards in order to see the top of the rocket. Uh, Spoiler alert, I think they're going to have this elevator situation figured out. The one on the right is roped off. No, no, guys, go left. Oh, guys, it's we just did this two nights ago.
1: I wonder if they uh I wonder if that's at this point just a a gag? A good luck thing? I don't know. There's maybe, a lot maybe, of tradition. I mean there's a I mean maybe maybe they maybe maybe they watched the replay of the Carolina Weather Group. Yes, that's the, exactly what happened. And, and they saw went to that, we were making that fun really of them. funny. Yeah. And
2: they're like, oh we're gonna get that guy again. So tell me, James, maybe you know, what? what's with those numbers on the backs of those support staff guys that are just Yeah, dressed in I black. think
0: it's like Clone Wars. You have to be able to tell them apart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I do think that's more or less what it comes down to is I think just because of the head to toe of the Ninja outfit, including mm-hmm. a lot of face coverings, uh, it's I think just for identification reasons. And again, the face coverings, whether that's pandemic related or not, I don't know. We didn't do any SpaceX launches pre-COVID, but again, Every little thing becomes a foreign object. During Crew 5, after they got the capsule sealed off, they had to reopen it because they detected a foreign object. It turned out to be a strand of hair. Maybe they're just
3: trying not to breathe in pollen.
2: (laughs) It could totally
3: be.
2: It would I, definitely I, be true if they were launching from Myrtle Beach.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean. You, you keep in mind too is that you, if you look back at old footage of the Apollo program, you look back at old footage of the space shuttle. I mean, they're all wear. They're always wearing that kind of protective gear. It's essentially a clean room. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, this is essentially a clean room. And so they've got to maintain the integrity of that. And SpaceX... Yeah, I'm just just show happens, you guys just something here real oh, yeah, fast.
0: Cool. The astronaut's going to pick up the phone on the wall. It looks like a pay phone. And he's making a call to a close friend or a family member. Uh, again, you're going to see them. They have an opportunity here to make one less contact. Uh, there you go. Phone in hand. Uh, giving a call to somebody.
3: That's so cool. I'm glad you got to experience this, James. James, because... Now we get all the background knowledge and, and the mm-hmm. specific details that go on. That's that's pretty interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the NASA social event is really cool, and it's open to anybody. Yes, they make selections. Yes, 25 people are lucky enough to get selected. I was one of them for the Crew 6. But it's open to anyone to apply. You can have lots of followers. You could have a little amount of followers. You could be a still photographer. You could be a video photographer. You could just be a selfie photographer on TikTok. They want to hear your story, and anyone is eligible.
1: Yeah, then they go. They're walking up. Uh,
0: yeah,
3: these guys a, are.
1: That was a quick partner.
3: phone call.
0: I believe. Are these the still the same two first astronauts? Oh, okay. No, they're, no, they're really... no, I actually think we may have missed the camera shot of these. Oh, two they didn't. They didn't go They didn't go back yeah. to it. They didn't go back to it, maybe because we were watching the phone call happening, but all four astronauts are now atop the tower. Uh, they will walk across the uh, crew arm and begin the slow process of getting buckled in and doing comm checks. I'm going to step aside. I will join you back up here at the top of the hour for more coverage of the Crew 6 launch from Kennedy Space Center. But I will let Jared, Frank and Scotty continue on with our weather chat here this evening. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll bring this home, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll bring this home. We'll we'll keep the we'll keep uh, NASA in the corner there. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, love that worm. I love that they brought back the old worm logo, um, for at least some of this stuff. And then uh, they're going to walk across the gantry and then get strapped in and get ready to go. Uh, but Scotty, you know where we were, uh, you know, we we're talking about before is uh, you know that that back of severe weather potential. I mean, and that fifteen percent kind of it, it. It seems to me that they're going to probably trim that back to west to the western carolinas put us in a marginal i think again we have to respect the wind field here i mean the, the wind field is i mean seriously 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 impressive
3: um it's gonna be gusty no matter yeah. if there's storms or no storms it's definitely gonna be some gusty winds and um i know yesterday i, I haven't looked at much today but yesterday our, our models <clears throat> our in-house Baird model was showing you know from charleston up to myrtle beach to wilmington 35 40 mile per hour wind gusts just outside of any storms going on yep. so it's definitely going to be um windy out there you know so you, know, you can at least expect that and then as the atmosphere works you have a lot more wind energy above our heads mm-hmm. you know you could amplify that 30 40 50 mile per hour wind gusts to, 60 70 and if you get some heavier rain to drag that to the surface that's where you could see some some isolated damage and wind gusts so you, mm-hmm. like you said yeah you just have to respect the environment uh, of what's all going on not only here at the surface but what's going on above our head
1: and i think it's also worth you know <clears throat> keeping in mind too that the wind shear the the one kilometer and the three kilometer level i mean uh,
3: pretty good and we saw that Monday. was it monday we had that Warning pop up in upstate South Carolina. Yeah, we had. I think it was Monday. Yeah.
1: Of all days for us to have a, a tornado warning we were in the white room.
3: Yeah. And it was quick. It was one of those quick, you know, three, four frames and then it dissipated. But there was just enough sheer in the environment. I don't believe, Frank, you you probably are more connected than I was. I don't think anything was confirmed with that. But um, radar no, image was. I, I, I don't was, think they even there. surveyed
2: out there. Yeah. I don't think they had any reports of damage. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, the, the rotation showed up for there for about, uh, I don't know, five minutes and uh, they got uh, got tight enough that they decided it'd be best to issue a warning. And then 10 minutes later, it's really gone. So, yeah, it didn't last long.
3: But that's kind of the setup you can see Friday. You can see mm-hmm. one of those, you know, for about a five, 10 minute period, enough time for a, a tornado to drop down quickly and then dissipate. So it's yep. something you got to watch hazardous showers Uh, that's right
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what they call them in the special weather statements here uh you know starting to look at some of the you know the high-res runs for tomorrow too and 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 i think the other thing too is that you know we may have a chance of showers tomorrow we could see some thunderstorms down here in the low country uh, a a very slight chance again that i think that ridge is going to kind of stamp that out a little (coughs) little short wave coming by and all right so they're getting into there so they're getting into the ship now um but yeah, there's a, there could be you know there could be some showers across the area. I'm looking at the high res, just kind of just peeking at this uh, the onesie uh, for tomorrow isn't it. And it's you know it sneaks a you know it, sne- it
3: sneaks some unclear. of that in. Clear
0: seat two. Help me.
3: Kay- so. Kaylin's asking a, a question about yeah. a tornado risk for Friday. I do believe if there's, I guess Capella. a severe weather. Threat. It would be the upstate of South Carolina, Western North Carolina <clears throat> into the Piedmont. Um, Frank, we were even talking earlier tonight, you know, that could maybe even extend in partially into the Midlands. But um, if there is an area to watch in the Carolinas, it's definitely the upstate of South Carolina into Western North Carolina.
2: Yeah, yeah that's is, where I think the the best uh, combination of, of shear and instability of is going three, to be. Me. Yeah,
3: and this um, uh,
1: towards uh, Campobello. So, uh, uh,
2: Good evening, Woody and
1: Steve. Good to hear from you. So sounds like they're starting to do their comms checks. Uh, here we can, we, we're we hearing the NASA feed in the background here. I'm going to take that down a little bit more just so, you know, just so we can finish talking about the weather here. But, um, but you can see, yeah, the astronauts are up there. They're, they're, ta- they're making phone calls, making sure they turn the oven off, you know, it, it, <laughs> things like that. You know, the, 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 the dog is watered and the, pan- and the plants are fed, things like that. Um, uh, among other, things, who knows? Who knows? If they, I don't know what I would talk about if I had that. If I had that call, um, but so if I say, well, you know, we got a couple showery days coming up, but the weekend looks good, and and we got it, we got it. We're going to actually have some a little bit cooler weather this weekend. It looks like um, uh, one front's going to come, you know, come through Friday, probably not knock things down too terribly much, but then Saturday night another front comes through. Seems to cool us off pretty nicely down here. We're going to get back in the low seventies, as opposed to the upper seventies, as opposed to rewriting the record
2: books, <laughs> as opposed to eighty-six <laughs> like you had yesterday and today. Uh huh.
1: Right. Exactly. You know, we we're just we we're just you know we we're just taking the record books and just scribbling all over them at this point. Scotty, uh, uh, I know that you 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 weren't here for that first part of the discussion, but I want to go back to you and be like, you know, uh, how has Myrtle Beach's record books fared? Because I'm pretty sure that you guys have had some.
3: Rewriting let's, it up there, too. Let's see. Monday, Myrtle Beach broke a record. It was 76, and I think we got we got 78. I know, mm-hmm. I know 78 is what we got to. I think the record was 76 or 77, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So we broke that record. Yesterday, we were close to Florence. Um, I think we were within a degree. I think the record was 82. We got to 81 in Florence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myrtle Beach, we had just a little bit of a sea breeze kick in there at the end that kind of – capped off the warming to the upper 70s. So the record was 80 degrees for, mm-hmm. for Myrtle. So we yeah. were just short of that. Today we had some cloud cover that moved in. So um, we didn't do that, but we challenged tomorrow's again, a, a little bit cooler. I think our record is 79 in Myrtle. So that's depending on cloud cover and sea breeze. We might could manage to get there uh, before the sea breeze really kicks in in the afternoon. So, uh, but yeah, we, we, we We broke one record and and we're pretty close on a, a few other days.
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm you know again, looking at the models here a little bit, and, and <clears> I, think, <throat> I think you're gonna have a little you may have a little bit of a harder time there, but um, you know we're we're very light <clears throat> Charleston's forecast at eighty four. Um, record is eighty five set mm-hmm. ninety seven. So uh, you know we're gonna get close again. Um, we've been doing pretty well on <laughs> rewriting those records. You know, we, we just had our second warmest February on
3: records, third warmest winter on re- record here. Um, it's funny you say that. We, uh, Myrtle Beach, I think, was the fourth warmest when, uh, February on record. My chief meteorologist and I, Frank Johnson, yesterday, we were looking back. And the top five warmest Februarys was all followed by below normal marches. Now, some of them were a little bit below normal than others, but the trend was if you're warm in February, above normal, you're below normal in March. Mm-hmm. So um, we were talking about, Frank was alluding to a, a cool down. We were talking about, does that happen again this year? Because it seemed like all winter, we were supposed to see that colder weather and we may get a day or two, but we warmed right back up. So how, how strong is that ridge going to be? Is it where, where's that cutoff between really cold temperatures and, and around average? Is it here across the low country of South Carolina or does it get in the colder weather, get into the South Carolina? Um, I think North Carolina, the further north you get into North Carolina, you're definitely going to see some cooler temperatures. But where does that cut off here in South Carolina at? Do it, does part of the state get at the northern half and where you are, Jared, do you stay a little bit warmer? It's going to be interesting because I think somewhere right there mid midlands south it, there's going to be a cutoff somewhere
2: yeah, yeah it could be and and uh, the, the models of course as you'd expect uh, 10 days out are kind of all over the place with which is how cold it's going to get and, uh, you know, the gfs doesn't really show it getting below freezing anywhere in south carolina and and uh Inseps ensembles aren't all that cold either but look at the canadian ensembles and, and especially the european ensembles they're really cold european um Ensemble control run was just nuts how cold it was uh, around the 12th and 13th. It was just brutal for March. And let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, and and that model has a tendency to do some, to put out some wild solutions. Uh, on the other hand, it, it just goes to show what worst case scenario might be.
3: Yeah. And I think we all joked here, maybe at the beginning of February, it was like, you know, if it is going to snow, it probably will be mid-March when everybody's just ready for ready for winter to be over with, and then it finally does do something outside right. of the mountains. But right,
2: yeah, same same story about the uh, EPS control uh, model. Yeah. It, it also was kind of showing a winter storm uh, out toward the end of the run, which yeah, yeah, you can't say it won't happen, but uh, you're certainly not going to put that in your forecast 14 days I, out.
3: I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Jared. I'm not sure if he was with us yet, Frank, or not, but we had a, a little winter storm on the weekend, and we actually had snow and pollen mixed together. It was in March.
1: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yellow snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other kind. The other yeah. kind, the oh. kind you don't normally think of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's going to be, you know, you always you always get concerned. You know, we were talking about this earlier, and, you know, you always get concerned for the farmers you know, crops going nuts, everything's going nuts. I mean, stuff's flowering left and right. My fig tree is, is losing its mind right now. It's so happy, um, yeah. just just leafing out like crazy. And, uh, and, and in 2017, when we had, you know, we had a really, that really hard freeze after a very warm um, February, I remember vividly the leaves on that fig tree dying and then new leaves just working their way around those old leaves. That were mm-hmm. that died after the freeze, and so, um, so yes, it was resilient. But uh, it, it goes to show you that, you know, again, no no such thing as a done deal here uh, when it comes to winter.
3: It's, right. Brad, Brad Panovich tweeted out today: um, March is the most most variability in weather in the Carolinas. I think record highs or like in the 90s and the record low is like negative four. You know, it's right. like yeah. there's that much difference that can happen in right. in, in March. You know, it's just yeah. the crazy month.
2: Yeah, and it, you certainly can't rule out winter storms this late. I mean, uh, I, I lived through one when I was about 10, uh, March 24th of 1983. We had 10 inches of snow in Rock Hill from that day. Four, it, it was had, the fourth day of spring.
3: <laughs> what was, it was, maybe it was 2017, when we had uh, a foot of snow in Winston-Salem, Greensboro a couple of years ago. That, would, that would right. was sense. like March 25th. Yeah, uh, it was like right. at the end of March. And it's
2: not that long ago. There was uh, Rock Hill had an inch of snow in, on an early April morning. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what year, but I remember it happening. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we've, had, we've rem- had events like that here.
3: I remember a few times St. Patrick's Day in, in Morganton. Mm-hmm. When living there, we had snow on the ground, yep. you know, so.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, I, I vividly remember having this uh, really slushy snow uh, it, it, <coughs> uh, freshman year of high school. I had, That's uh, 99, I want to say, 98, 99, somewhere in there. But, I mean, March of 99, we had, you know, this really slushy outbreak of snow. I remember everybody just stopped what they were doing. And they were like, no, and we all went outside and, you know, and it was like, no way. Yeah, it was this really just slushy mess of snow. But yeah, it was snow. Yeah. Um, uh, during the middle of the day, no less. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, uh, kind of fun, you know, but, but yeah, it just shows it, great smart weather we're having here, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> right? I think lousy I mean, Smarch weather, <laughs> it was lousy smart weather. Yeah, I think you, you just go back <laughs> to the Simpsons for uh, inspiration there. And, uh, there
3: was, uh, there was an interesting, uh, yesterday from uh, Wilmington, NWS Wilmington, and I tweeted it out. Um, they were looking back over winter, and and for those mm-hmm. who may say, uh, we call meteorological winter from December first to the end of yes. February. You know, even though spring doesn't start officially until March twentieth or twenty first, our seasons are a little bit different in meteorology, and the meteor the climate over the southeast North Carolina, northeast North Carolina was resembled, uh, was very res- re- resembled basically, I think within a 10th do- of a degree or so of San Antonio, Texas this year. That was like the comparability, you know, uh, of, of what we experienced here mm-hmm. this this winter time. So it just tells you how warm it was, you know. Yeah. San Antonio is warm all the time, you know, unless you just mm-hmm. get one of those freakishly, crazy cold dives of, of mm-hmm. air down there. Normally San Antonio is warm at, at, at any time of the year, so. Uh, that just kind of shows you how warm this winter's been for for some portions.
2: Yeah, that ridge. Yep. Well, if you're wondering where all the cold air has been around Christmas when we got kind of a, the doozy of a cold snap, but if you're wondering where the cold air's been, it's been out west. Jared, show him my screenshot. Cat, my uh. Oh uh, yes. That's Here we, the, we go. Satellite of the Western States right now with mm-hmm. yet another winter storm going through <sighs> uh, California, Nevada. And Arizona, right now, a lot of what you're looking at the white stuff out there on the visible satellite picture it's not clouds, it's snow. Even mm-hmm. in uh, Southern California, some of the mountain ranges, I think even into San Diego County, Jared have
1: some mm-hmm. snow on them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was hail today on Hollywood Boulevard.
3: Yeah, right it in was, Los Angeles. I got a text was, from a friend. Yeah, exactly. It there. was interesting to see the weather over there over this past weekend. I mean, there was places in in Southern California, 900 feet in elevation, that had an inch of snow. Like, you know, that's in getting into Los Angeles mm-hmm. and, and the outskirts. You know, not the mountains, but e- even into the the suburban areas. You know, mm-hmm. they were they were seeing accumulating snow. So, pretty yep. fascinating. It, One other it, thing it, to talk about. I I don't know if you've yeah. noticed this, Jared, or not, but uh, our sea surface temperature here in Myrtle Beach is already 61 degrees.
1: Yeah, let me um, you know, that's a that's a really good point and and you know, and that and that's what, you know, you you start thinking about that too. It's like, "Oh my goodness, is this warm weather mean we're going to have more hurricanes?" Eh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but you do think about those sea surface temperatures. Yeah. And
3: and even mm-hmm. if you just like, "Hey, yeah. you, know, you like a warmer ocean to get into." Mm-hmm. The water is already 61 at the end of February. You know, if we keep get, get this trend up, it be like bath water this summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll have to think about doing a uh, a, a hurricane uh, seasonal prediction show sometime in April after the after the guys at Colorado State issue there. Yeah, Phil Glotzbach on talk about yeah,
1: that's gonna be really interesting too, with us you know potentially flipping a neutral and maybe even Enino. a niño And The crew is
3: ready for com check.
1: It's gonna be really, really, really interesting. So uh, right now, let me see if I can SpaceX space X
0: copies standby for umbilical com check. Yep.
1: So we got com checks going on and 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 all that fun stuff. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to you know it's uh, we're we're getting into it. We're getting into a very meteorologically interesting time of year for sure. Um,
3: I'm pulling up ocean temperatures, right? Water temperatures. Yeah, right
1: yeah. Let's I see I, down, I, into,
3: you, down into down uh, into bay. Yeah,
1: sixty-five at the capers near shore.
3: Yeah, seventy degrees mm-hmm. already in, in and which is in Georgetown. Yeah spring May Pier is 61. The Apache Pier in North Myrtle Beach is 62. Wilmington, 62 Commander, already. Commander,
0: pilot, MS1, MS2, comm check. So, yeah.
1: Commander,
3: how's she's loud and clear? Yeah, it's going to
1: be warm. I mean, quite a thing, that's for sure. Is, yeah. All right, so... Loud loud. um any final weather thoughts before we transition to James in space?
2: Well, one thing we better talk about uh, is the current situation we have uh, with the marginal risk that's been extended uh, into the Western Carolinas. So yeah, this we'll is uh, talk about that one more time before James takes over.
1: Yeah. And, and again, that's uh, something that's kind of broken as we've been on the air tonight. Um, we'll go back to the uh, go back to that. Look that here, and again, we have marginal hours. severe weather risk uh, stretching from uh, Greenville to Charlotte to Greensboro in Western North, 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 North Carolina. Carolina. And this is going to be mostly a hail-driven risk. So we'll go to the hail probabilities here. And about 5% risk of a maybe a hail storm, a little bit of a, a marginally severe hail as we have a, a complex of thunderstorms that's continuing to move across uh, the Mid-South this evening. We've had some, plenty of tornado warnings on this line. We've had severe thunderstorm warnings on this line. It's going to run into some more stable air over the Carolinas. Um, and and that will uh, and that will certainly help to limit that, uh, that, that more of that wind damage threat but as the storms become a little bit more elevated there's still plenty of instability could see some marginal hail there so kind of an interesting night you might hear some
2: pings of hail tonight if you're in a uh, western or uh, central North Carolina Yep, and uh, looking at the uh, outlook, we can say one thing we have not been able to say all winter long is that it looks like an I eighty five special. It's all north and west of I eighty five tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't been able to use that for a winter storm. We'll use it for a severe weather situation. Yeah, yeah. marginal <laughs> severe weather situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, what a, what a season it's been. What you know, it, it's 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 been it's been it's been quite a thing. So I know James is getting ready, but right now, we're watching and we're watching in the uh, uh, here on the NASA feed. And I know James is getting in here to to take on the uh, take on some space coverage here, but we'll take the uh, NASA feed here full real quick. You see that the astronauts they are reclining into position. Uh, they've been strapped in. They are getting into position for flight. Um, and um, and from here, there is going to be lots of com checks, lots of discussion um, as we uh, as we uh, get ready to see if uh, Crew Six can. Dragon
0: SpaceX seats are in the launch position.
1: Yep, there we go. Seats are in the launch position. The tray tables are up,
2: uh, Fold you know,
1: folded up. They've turned their phones off and they're preparing to launch. So, um, seats are in
2: the fully inclined this, position now.
1: Yep. Is
3: this, are, are their phones in plane mode or shuttle mode? Uh, space <laughs> mode, yeah. They, space mode, yeah. <laughs> There's
0: no shuttle here, let's be clear.
3: Yeah, special <laughs> mode
2: only for astronauts. It's space. This mode. is a dragon, yeah. Yeah, the dragon is going
1: to breathe fire. So, um, <laughs> so like uh, Candice put it the other night is going to the, the dragon is going to is going to spout fire and launch into the sky.
0: Yeah. So um, Dragon SpaceX yep. you are go for. Well guys, I'm going to drop
2: off and uh, let James have uh, more space on the screen here. So uh, I'm going to oh! bed and you'll yeah, have fun <laughs> yeah, with uh, with chasing the launch. You, check see what you did there. See you Frank. See, ya. see you Frank.
1: Take care.
0: All right to all of our viewers right now, thanks for listening and watching this edition of the Carolina Weather Group. We're gonna take you back out to Kennedy Space Center for a live continuing coverage of the countdown of NASA, SpaceX, Crew-6. Countdown to launch coming away, at 1234 a.m. Eastern time tonight. Some of our viewers and listeners may be leaving us now. If not, stay tuned. We'll be back with more space coverage right after this.